You know what that sound is. Welcome to Just the Tip Off, the NBA podcast, oh, where we like to drink beer and talk about the NBA like we know things. I'm Sam Hyde. I'm Aiden. I'm Mason Brown. So let's get this started. You know, we got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about today. It's uh, still at summer, or mid-summer right now, so we're still waiting. We're eager to get to some basketball back on. Summer League just ended. But um, we're going to be doing a lot of topics today that are kind of like hypothetical and or where do we think things are going. So it's not going to be a lot of statistical-based stuff, but we think we've got some good opinions. And let's just go for it. So our first topic today is who do you think are these gonna, would be better for the Warriors? The obvious Boogie Cousins, who they have now. Or Dwight Howard. Well, before Boogie signed with him, he was kind of uh, up in the air. You know, Dwight's trying to get bought out by the Nets. Uh, maybe he goes to the Warriors. We thought that would be a stupid good team. But then they're like, oh, wait, no. How about Boogie Cousins instead? Do you think they made the right choice? What do you think, guys? Um, I think I, I'm never going to say they made the wrong choice for getting Boogie Cousins. But I do think Dwight Howard may have been a better fit on that team. Because when you think about that team – what does Boogie Cousin add that Dwight Howard doesn't? And that's just offense and shooting. That's what he can. That's what Boogie can do that uh, Dwight can't. Whereas that's a team you don't really need offense and shooting. I, maybe I'm wrong, but you don't need five guys on the floor to be able to shoot the three. It's nice, but it's not like they're lacking in the three-point department. What they really need is a athletic rim protector who can get up and down the floor, who can keep pace, and who can get rebounds, which Dwight Howard is that prototypical center. What is Dwight Howard if not – the best incarnation of Clint Capella. I think you totally fit right into their system because, you know, Zaza and JaVale, they didn't have a three ball in their in their squad. They're still two rings deep now, so you got to wonder. What do you think, Nathan? I, I think the center position on the Warriors roster in general is a is a, is, is a plug-and-chug position. <laughs> you know, they've got their solid, they're solid four guys and then an okay bench, and then it's, it's a new center every – year you know you had Festus Azili one and one year with Andrew Bogut and uh, Marie Space and then they're like all right well that's out the door and now we'll bring in Pachulia let's bring in McGee I think for the Warriors the center position is their plug and play player <laughs> I think I, I fire them I think they made the right decision with Boogie Cousins it's an offensive league the Warriors don't beat people by having a good rim protector they beat people by outscoring them and that's what Houston tried to do. They got so close. I think having, it, having him. What about, do you think the rebounds are going to suffer since maybe Bogey's going to shoot that three? They don't have the tall guys. I mean, they still got Draymond. They, they got still Draymond. Got and, and Durant's seven feet. I mean, at the three. I'm, I, I think. I I'd think, be curious to see the rebounding numbers that their center got when they were on the floor versus when they were playing like a small ball. True. You know, but they, they also play more small ball than any other team in the league where Draymond becomes that. That five spot. So, well, they you know, can afford to do that, though, when they get hot. When you get a hot shooting, it doesn't matter who's who's rebounding the ball when it goes in. But when you have all those shooters, there's never a night when you're not hot. Well, there's a couple nights. You do need a center. You can't play. This isn't – I'd like to say that they, they wouldn't be as good with just four players, but we don't know that. But I would still think that you need to, you need to have somebody in there to get the boards. So and I, I, think, I personally think Boogie Cousins was the right move. I think it does – I think Dwight's a great pick. But I think it's going to throw – when they put Boogie in, I think he's going to be able to do what their centers haven't been able to do. And it is going to be a switch up. And I'm not going to say it's going to work out immediately when it happens. They also might not even ask him to shoot threes. You know, he comes in halfway through the season. I think they're going to want him to play his game. But I think they're going to have a system going. And if their system doesn't involve their center at the time shooting threes, why mess with that? You so, know, I mean, they've got Jordan Bell is going to be their center for the first half of the season. They already came out and said, because Cousins come off the Achilles, he's not playing for the first half of the season. Oh, so yeah. they're going to have Jordan Bell, who is more like a Dwight Howard. You know, he's not necessarily offensive-minded, especially at the three-point range, but he blocks a lot of shots and he gets rebounds. So they'll, they'll have a, almost a little one-two punch, like two different styles of centers when if, Cousins comes back. If you're Golden State, how worried are you about Dwight Howard being able to keep up with pace of play? Um, Golden State's one of the fastest teams in the league, and uh, Boogie Cousins isn't a guy who you uh, is known for getting up and down the floor a lot. He's a guy who's known for getting into the post, slowing the game down. And Boogie or Dwight? Boogie. Sorry, did I say Dwight? But uh, they have Boogie now, and when Boogie comes in, especially— Only as part of his offense. I think you're right when you say he gets in and he can slow the game down because he goes at his pace. Yeah. It's but not it's like, not just the center position. It's not like Zaza's fast or any other center they've had is— 
you know, yeah, JaVale McGee maybe was able to run the floor a little. He's more athletic, run the floor more. Same with Fessizili, but they've had Zaza. Jordan Bell can get up and down the floor. Yeah, but they've had Zaza the past couple years. Essentially, I I look at DeMarcus Cousins, I think if he is Zaza, but he's a better offensive player. Same speed, same slow footwork. Questionable defense. Questionable, we'll say. A little illegal um, I, I, I think uh, DeMarcus Cousins' defense isn't questionable. I just don't think he's a transition defender. He's more like uh, a Carl if, Anthony Towns. Yeah. I think. Um, he can do it. It's just when he puts forth the effort or not. Okay. I, but, but here's the thing. Here's why it's I think Boogie Cousins is better than Dwight. Is the price. How can you be? They what is Dwight getting They have virtually the same contract. No way, really? Yeah. 5-1? Yeah. Uh, I think Dwight Howard's 5-3. Really? Yes. Yeah. Come on. What did he get bought out by with the? Uh, he bought out by Brooklyn for something around eighteen million because that was the contract that the Hawks gave him, yeah. and then he signed the veterans minimum with the Wizards. I don't think it's veterans minimum, but it's low. I I I, I, I it was within two hundred thousand dollars of um, Boogie. I know that. A little off topic here. We can talk about it later, but Carmelo Anthony taking the veteran minimum. Uh, that's a big. I know he's like I'm not coming off the bench, man, man, but man. that's a step in the right direction of his ego. Man, man wants a ring. Yeah, and man's <laughs> gonna have to come off the bench to get the ring. And until we'll that happens, he, he ain't getting. Hey, one. he who knows? Maybe it's about how he was used. His his claim to fame is that he has more gold medals than any other USA Olympic basketball player. Yeah, but because, yeah, because he wasn't afraid of what was that disease everyone thought they were gonna get? In, uh, Zika? Zika. Zika. He wasn't afraid of Zika. <laughs> He's like, man, <laughs> fuck that shit. It's because he needs something to pad his NBA career with. <laughs> hey, that right there might get him into the Naismith Hall of Fame. No, totally. It's the college. It, it will. It yeah. will. Yeah. I, I think he's. I think he's on the bubble without it. So. All right, Mo- moving on to our next topic. Um, to, uh, Andre Drummond has come out and said he is working on the three ball. Andre Drummond has been seen shooting the three ball at uh, ba- uh, USA Basketball. Game. Keep that in mind. It's USA Basketball, and it's probably like Instagram videos. Have, have, no, it was in a real interview with Bleacher Report. Uh, when they he asked him about shooting the three, they asked as a joke. He said, "Well, I don't take uh, I don't take shots on the court that I don't intend to take in games." I'm working on my three-point shot because I want it to become part of my game. De- absolutely serious. And who knows? Maybe he's just maybe he was messing with the interview, or maybe I'm just dreaming. But you know, it's the off season. Do you think Andre Drummond can learn to shoot the three ball? Well, let, let's put it this way: Can Andre Drummond learn to shoot the three, the three ball at a 25% clip? You gotta think. Yes. 25. Developing a shot isn't as difficult mm. as you think. It's all about finding your right motion and just repetitive over and over and over and over until it's second nature. So if he puts in the work, that's what basketball is one of those great sports where you can, if you put in the work, you'll see the results. Mm-hmm. It'll be different at different rates for different people, but if you put in enough work, you will improve. So what does he shoot it at now? Probably super low because he doesn't shoot it. I, I have no idea what he shoots at now. If okay, what do you think he'd have to shoot at next season to be acceptable for them to continue doing it or? 33. 33%. I, I, think if he can, I, I think if he can do it at 33%. One out of every three. That's not I, I think he can start doing it at volume. I think if he gets up to 25%, he can do it when he's wide open. I think if he gets to 33%, he can start being a volume shooter, not a high volume shooter, but he they work it into their playbook. And I think if he can get to between 35 and 40 I think that becomes one of his primary weapons. Last season, he was, he shot 0% from three. His career, he shoots 16 from three again and these are probably these aren't in rhythm threes these are garbage shot clocks going down i happen to have the ball in my hand chuck it up at the butt oh, well, we did just see him make one of those yeah court. Uh, how, how many of these do you think were half quarter further <laughs> I, I wouldn't say a lot of these are step in in rhythm threes but so what does it take to develop a three and if it's if he can do it well i mean what does that mean so is that, is well it, so here, here's a fun thought if he, if Andre Drummond can develop a three-point shot, because he is the prototypical horrible shooter, what's stopping good playmakers who are like what's stopping Antetokounmpo? What's stopping Ben Simmons? There are plenty of other players in the league who they've come out and said if they can develop a three-point shot, they will grow into a great player. And it, if Andre Drummond can do it, why can't you? What's here's, stopping them? Here's the difference: the difference between Andre Drummond and like a Ben Simmons is the position. They're, as a center, you're not technically supposed to shoot the three. And in Andre's case, he doesn't. But if he can develop that where he can, it works out. Ben Simmons, in the other case, 
he maybe not necessarily is supposed to shoot the three. He's been doing pretty well getting those triple doubles, being able to get put the team on his back. And but his one, the one thing he is lacking is the three. But I think Andre's lacking a lot more. He can't shoot free throws. Neither can Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can't either. He can shoot them better than Andre. Well, that's yeah, but that so, is a yeah, guess, but so can I. Right, but I'm saying that if Andre has more, he has to he make up for. Is my point. My point, Ben Simmons does enough elsewhere that he doesn't need the three, whereas Andre Drummond blocks and rebounds that, are great, but if you can't score at the clip of a three-point shooter... That, that, that'd be, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, this is where I'm going to uh, disagree with you. In the modern NBA, like the center is the only pitch position that like to not have a three-point threat is still viable. Like You can still be a very good center and not be able to shoot the three. There's plenty of them. There's the Clint Capellas. There's the Andre Drummonds. But, but would you rather? But it's going to make him Simmons, more marketable. Ben but Simmons, Simmons is played as a shooter than Drummond oh, by ten percent. Ben Ben Simmons is playing a point guard. Now in the modern NBA, your point guard had like name one other shooting. name one other starting point guard who can't shoot the three. Rondo in the reg- Rondo in the reg- <laughs> Rondo in the regular season <laughs> isn't great. Yeah, but like he shoots it better than Ben Simmons. He's made one. Ben Simmons has not made a career NBA three. No, he has. No, no he, he hasn't. hasn't. No, he hasn't. Ben Simmons has not made a career. He went NBA 0 for 40-something last season. He didn't take a lot, but he also didn't yeah. make any. Yeah, he has not made a single one. Interesting. And he's playing point guard. And it's one of those things, like we said, he doesn't need to be great. If he can get to 25%, that means he's a lot. That means he can shoot him when he's wide open, and that means you can start guarding him. But look yeah. at what Boston did to Philly in the playoffs. They stuck Al Horford on him, who's a center. You should not be able to stick, stick a center on a point guard. But the difference is they stuck him on it because they knew he didn't even have to bother guarding him until he got to the foul line. Exactly. He, he's very one of those. So they want, once you give the defense even a question of, all right, why he can shoot it, do I come out? Then it opens up that player's mm-hmm. offensive game exponentially. I mean, Simmons is a great driver, and he, he's got that, but – it doesn't take the NBA long to figure out how to beat you if, yeah. you're, if you're that one dimension. It, it's the best minds in basketball. Um. So, moving on. Let's just for uh, arguments say. Let's say Andre Drummond does it. He becomes uh thirty three percent uh three point shooter, right? Um. What do, what does that do? Does that make him the? All right. Let's for this argument. Let's say between thirty five and forty. Does that make him the best center in the league? Because he was already one of the best true centers in the league. He's an outstanding rebounder, very good in the post. He's a very good rim protector. And if he can turn into a stretch five. Is he still shooting free throws at 60%? Um, unless, gonna, that gets up to, unless that gets up to at least 75, I don't really know if you can. Well, then fine. Let's say he gets up to 75. I, I find it hard to believe that you can make your three-point shot that well without your free throw at least coming up with it a little bit. And let's not even say he gets to 75. Let's say he gets to 65. Right? Like, it's not great, but, I mean, anything over 50%, they can't hack-a-shack you. Nah, the, the percentages still are in, like, Ben Simmons shot more than 50%, and people are still hacking him at the end of the season to make free throws a game, and he was not able to step up. Also, he was a sophomore at the time, so maybe with a little bit more development. No, he was a rookie. Okay, whatever you say. Oh, shit. He um, was a rookie yeah. of the year. Sophomore of the year. We'll give it to him. Anywho, with a little bit more time, you can get that mentality. That's the one thing that you can't really teach. You just kind of have you have to be there and you have to get it. Is the, the mentality of being in those situations over and over and over and over and over and over and over again at the highest level of basketball, which is the NBA. So doing it in college, doing it in high school, doing it in fucking CYO is something different. But when you get to the NBA and you get people are starting to throw these kind of moves at you, if people start doing that at the YMCA, they're gonna look at you like you're a fucking dick. But in the in the NBA, they're like, yeah, that's that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. If you can't do it, do it. So yeah. once he starts to understand that and he starts to develop work on that, I think it's a lot easier though to develop a free throw than it is a three point shot. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he has a little bit more upside to me. But moving back to the question, does that make Andre Drummond the best center in the league? I mean, he's a 13 and 13 career average, 13 points, 13 rebounds. Rebounds mm-hmm. there, points you'd expect to be a little higher. Or Anthony Davis, a top center? Or I, call, I call him a power forward. 
with Boogie Cousins on the team, yeah, he was. But now with so now he's not on the team and Julius Randle playing the four, I'd say Anthony Davis is the center. Okay. So if Anthony Davis is a center, play the center he's by far and the best have nobody player. else who can play the center on the court, that makes him a center. Yeah, I guess Anthony Davis will be a center this year. So, uh, so if Anthony Davis is the best center, um, does that make Andre Drummond two? Does that make Andre Drummond five? Does that make Andre Drummond thirty? Where does Andre if if Andre Drummond starts uh, becoming a real three point threat? Well, now you're just asking my drunk brain to think of all the centers in the league, and that's just really hard to do without a little list of. You know, I, it's 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 where I don't I don't well, see you, you him as, at least as half, a top. Right? He's a top. He's a top half. Right? He's a top halfer. Is he, a top, a top. is he a top tenner? He is a top tenner. Is he a top fiver? I can't give him the and, top and, five. And just, not, not even if he develops that three-point shot? Give me well, – what does he they, develop they, at? What does he develop at? What's his – 35%. 35? Yeah. I think that's a – I think percentage-wise, that's that's a – obviously, this is all hypothetical, but I think that's a reach for him. But this uh, that's not what we're arguing. We're arguing, does that make him a top-five center? And if it doesn't, name four better centers. Anthony Davis, one. It all depends on how Cousins comes back from his injury. Okay, Cousins, two. Two. Um – He's better than Towns. He's better than Kyle. on the defensive end. He's he's but uh, he's better. But than since, since we're giving Andre Drummond all these hypo- hypotheticals, we could also give okay. Now, what if Anthony Carlton starts playing defense? Then that's there's your hypothetical for Carlton well, Towns. Yeah, but that's a whole, Towns is a better center. But, but that's a whole different segment, and I, I disagree. I think I think because I think if he starts playing defense, let's say he starts playing defense equal to Andre Drummond, I think Andre Drummond's still a better rebounder. I think Andre Drummond's still better at the post. It's uh, Towns' stretch five that makes him a better center. And in this in this universe, Andre Drummond's a stretch five. I, I, even even if he does shoot that, that three ball 35, I would never still see him as that stretch five. So you can he, still play – what about this? You can play Kevin Love as center. Okay. He's done. I'd take him And, and Kevin over, Love has I would equal take stats. him over Andre. Okay. Drum, Drummond, Drummond has more blocks – but in terms of rebounds and points, Kevin Love is v- more points and g- maybe a rebound less than Andre. Technically, right now. Al Horford's better than Andre. Well, no, Andre did make the All Star game, um, but Al Horford, I think, as much as it pains me to say, might be a better player than than Andre Drummond Good. if he can develop. So, so it sounds like you guys are putting him right at right. I'll at put him five. between five and ten. Between yeah. five and ten. Okay. If okay. he can develop the three, I'm I'm, I'm putting him at but I'm putting him at four or five if he can develop the three. All right, it's, we're giving him the three. We're giving him the three. I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it yeah. to you. That's that, that makes sense. All right, and the last point with Andre Drummond developing three. Let's say so for this argument. Let's say he develops it to a thirty percent clip, respectable. Something that lets uh, lets him shoot. Um, what does that do to the Pistons? So the Pistons would the Pistons now be the fourth best team in the East? Ooh. Hell no. I don't. See, okay, they're not beyond Boston. So, no, so, no, no. So you got Boston, Toronto. And a Philly at the top. We're not even going to discuss those teams. Not even in order. Uh, that's their top three. That, 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 that doesn't matter. Moot mo- mo- point. Yeah. But so fourth, that would are they the fourth? Who who's in the East better? Maybe the Bucks, but I think um, I think the Wizards are four. The Pacers Wizards maybe. Pacers are a dangerous team. Pacers took, are young. They took the Cavs to seven. Give it. The Cavs got swept in the finals, but they did make it there. So. They also took those Cavs to seven games. I, mean, I I look at I look at the Pistons roster. You know, you got Andre Drummond, you've got Blake Griffin now, and then I'm looking. Okay, you have Reggie Jackson. Other than that, there's not much on the Pistons team. They're 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 just. I don't think there's enough surrounding the Pistons. Well, hold on, you forgot Maybe. to point out the fact that they now have Zaza Pachulia. Yeah. Oh, my bad. In that uh, case, two, in that two, case, two-time two-time champion. There's carried that of, team. There's a lot of potential teams in the East out there. Again, that yeah. we don't know if it's going to work out for them. We don't know if uh, the Hawks are going to be anything special this year. They really, we don't think they are. I mean, um, they didn't make the playoff. I mean, like say, the Pistons didn't make the playoffs last year. I and you look at the playoff teams from this past year: Toronto, Philly, the Knicks, though Toronto, I mean, Philly, Celtics. Pacers, Bucks, and Wizards. I think those six are already kind of locked in for this next year's playoffs. I think they're people expect. I think the Heat and the Cavs are question marks. So the Pistons I, could slide I, in I, I there. And the, then you I kind of have Pistons a gap the to Cavs. the next one with, with, with the Hornets and the Knicks. But, yeah, I mean, the Knicks, you know, Porzingis back healthy. 
I uh, yeah, I think we should consider the Cavs in in that that debate because I think they are going to be a talented team. They could be a surprise team, but I'm not. Nobody's expecting them to be I think, as good as they were. I think the Cavs will be battling for the last two playoff spots with yeah. the Pistons. I was also going to say the last two, like maybe the Heat, uh, maybe the Knicks. I don't really see the Hornets getting any better. I think the Bulls are going to be a dark horse this year. I think the Bulls have a lot of young talent. I think, I think they're going to stay we'll at that level. Really? They, you don't, you don't think Eddie Jabari, uh, Jabari Parker and Wendell Carter Jr. is a great? It helps. I They don't and have a ton of good guard play. Do you, really, do you really think they're not going to be better than a 27-win team? Well, I, here's the thing. We almost forget how bad they were last year. They'll be better, but they, were they fighting for a playoff spot? No. Not even so, They'll be better. I don't think they're going to be a playoff contender, though. Okay. That's my point. I, 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 I personally do, but that's a different segment. I, I, I can look at almost every roster and convince myself, you know, exactly. maybe they could do maybe. it. Maybe. I don't see why this wouldn't work. But then again, yeah, we look at those teams that had, like, uh, what was it, the Brooklyn Nets in 2012? 14? What was it? Where they, they put together um, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Darren Williams. That was 2012. 2012, yeah. They're like, who the fuck could beat these guys? They thought it was a super team, and they just sucked dick. Or how about the Dwight Howard, Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant Lakers? Yeah. They didn't oh. suck. They made it to the playoffs. No, but I, I look they, at that team, they, and I'm they, like, that's they made it to the playoffs, team. but they didn't suck. Like, they sucked. Yeah. You, you've got, between them, you've got Kobe, a couple MVPs, Steve Nash is two MVPs, a what? ton of all-star it was, games. It was, it was back when people thought Dwight Howard was going to be the next Shaq, too. Yeah, because he, he was, was cut, because right. he he was right right off the magic, wasn't yep. he? I mean, and that was All, my my whole point was that you can, the team can look good from the outside, but it just might not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. someone's got to lose. Absolutely. Yep. In, in fact, they sort of pieced together at the end last year. But how about the uh, uh, the Thunder last year's kind of example for the first half of the season? Everyone's like, this is the like big championship contender in the East, and they honestly, Mello adding Mello to that team was a failed experiment. They were doing great, and I, mean, I, I, I still don't regret I, I, that that move. I still think that it was a smart move to make. I just didn't, because you couldn't have known. You could have known he was going to be that. I mean, you kind of could. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh damn it! And I, I can, I, I look at every team, and I think of every roster, and I can convince myself that every wrong. team but four is going to make the playoffs, and that's the Mem- the Grizzlies and the Kings in the West, and the Hawks and the Nets in the East. Other than that, I think every team maybe slide to that eight seed. On either side, but how the hell did the Hawks end up footing the bill for Melo? Because it because I, they, I saw all the they had they, they had they had the mo- they had the most cap space and and they got a free draft pick out of it and that's what they're going for. Okay, all right, it was a free draft. They, yeah. said, they okay. sent him to uh, yeah they they draft pick okay, and, yeah. yeah and they unloaded Dennis Schroeder's contract which was not great. Yeah, and so and now, Mello's. yeah, and, and <laughs> well, yeah, so, but so Melo's expires in a year. Now, now the. The Thunder, you know, you got a player who didn't really work out, and you traded him. You got you got Schroeder back, and I think he's an upgrade from Raymond Felton to a backup point guard for Westbrook. As much as I love Raymond Felton, I was about to give him the sixth man of the year because every time he stepped on the court, he felt he was he was he got the hard and hustle award for me. I tell you what, but Dennis Schroeder's a better player. Um, anyway, moving on to topic number three. What what are we up to? Uh, topic number three is. Um, Vegas recently came out with the over-under for each team. Um, All right, I haven't looked at them, so I'm just going to give you my feelings on them, and you're going to tell me if I'm even close. All right. What are, uh, so, all right, so I know Golden State is 62 and a half. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I know. What, what do you think? Who do you think is closest next? Who would you say? Next closest would be – is it east or west? It's east. They give it to Toronto? No, they'll give it to the Celtics. I'll give yep. it to the Celtics. They give it to Celtics at 57 and a half. 57 and a half. So they're saying Golden State will lead the West with 62 and a half, and Boston will lead the East with 57 and a half. All right, next three West teams. No order, no order. Give it to OKC. Okay, is, OKC is 50.5. Are they the next one? Um, next no. one in the West is Houston at 50.4. Really? 54.4. 54.4. People are dogging on Houston. People are saying that. I don't think they're going to be quite as good as last year, but they're still going to be probably the second best team. Okay, in the West. here's the thing. You don't think that. Do you think Carmelo Anthony is better than Trevor Ariza? No. Not for that system. Really? Yeah. 
his his de- his defense is suspect. He doesn't keep a high pace of play, and his, if he shoots like he did last year, I guess I'm not thinking about him shooting like he did no, last he, year. Yeah, and, and he's he's a great isolation player, and they do play iso ball, but they play iso ball for two players, and like maybe really don't need. With, a, I think he'll meld with meld with Chris Paul a lot better than as much. Russell's still my favorite player. I think he'll still meld with. Chris Paul better than he did with and if Russell. Chris and if Chris Paul can convince him to come off the bench, I think that they become a great team. But I think as long as he's convinced, he is a starting role. Who are you going to put over? Who am I going to put over? Who are you going to start over, Bello? On the Rockets. On the Rockets. Everyone's saying he should come off the bench. I'm not disagreeing, but I'm curious. Who do you think we would? Well, I, the reason why I want to pull him off the bench is because, especially with Houston, even with OKC last year, they had a lot. Of star power, it's a good upside already. when you bring up when the, you, when the you, guys from the bench. I get yeah, that, and but. you have something on the bench. Granted, I I don't really think that the I, Rockets. I have, start Eric Gordon over him. I start uh, Ryan Anderson over him. I start Ryan Anderson. Yeah, you start Ryan Anderson. I start over Ryan. Anderson. Yes, I do. Absolutely, I do. Right now, I think Gerald Green is the starter over. Uh, him. I think we'll, we'll Joe, be, we'll I think Joe, I start Gerald over Green him. over him. I start Joe Johnson over him. Dude, Joe Johnson's not bad, but he, Joe Johnson's a bum compared to Carmelo Anthony. The Car- Joe Johnson's a bum compared to Carmelo Anthony three years ago. Carmelo Anthony's oh. lo- Carmelo Anthony's lost his shot. Carmelo Anthony is still a ball hog in a D and Tony offense. D and Tony left the Knicks because of D- uh, Carmelo Anthony. That's a fact. That's a. Like, so here's the thing. He couldn't he couldn't work with Carmelo Anthony, and so he left the team. He's not a good defender. He's, he's very he's, slow. He's a suspect defender. He doesn't keep pace of play. And the, the reason why the Rockets got close to being the Warriors is because the players like P.J. Tucker and Clint Capella got physical with Kevin Durant, got, and Bruce got in their physical. face. I don't, oh, yeah. No, he gets super just, physical. He's actually a little yeah, bit of a dirty yeah, player. Physical when, when the guy's yeah, right in front of you. When the guy's right in front of you. But Melo is so slow, especially laterally. It doesn't take a lot to get by him anymore. So they never did in the fit in the first place, but now he's old. He's not as old as Trevor Ariza. No, but Trevor Ariza has lateral quickness. Trevor Ariza is still an athlete. Yeah, Melo's not. Not anymore. I think you're putting a little too much weight on Melo at OKC. I think that Trevor Ariza was in a great spot at mm-hmm. Houston where he got a lot of good looks and he got to look like the star that he could be. Mm-hmm. I think in the Suns, he might be able to do that again. We don't know. That's a high pop. Who, who fucking knows? I think Carmelo Anthony, if he can get in there and he can get into his rhythm, into his game, into his uh, – okay. The problem is he uh, also should the same ISO stuff, team. Then. Carmelo Anthony is an ISO player. Dude loves to take the ISO, and they're going to let him do it. Yeah, when, when he can be the number one ISO player on oh, that team. Oh, he doesn't have to be number one. He is totally fine. He spent all last season – being like, dude, I don't and, give a shit. No, he and did he not. Sucked. He gave very much a shit last season. He hated last season. That's why he wanted off so much. We wanted him off too, so yeah. it makes sense. Like yeah. it was a whole. There was no reason for him to be there, but yeah. now he's getting paid fucking nothing. So money's not an issue. But his Which, ego so, is still an issue. So do, 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 How do is his ego an issue if he doesn't care if he's getting? It's, he's he's still, paid. He still he wants to win. But he's, he still he's getting paid last year. He's getting paid last year too. Paid last year. Yeah. And he got paid I think this that year. makes a difference. If you st- you actually said this to me, if you're working at a shit job and you're making shit money, your mind's gonna make you think this thing, this is okay. But if you're working at like a big job, you get paid sh- a shitload and you do nothing, you're gonna be like this fucking like you you don't feel like it's worth it anymore. Your your drive is almost gone. It almost kills like your your I think need. You have that backwards. No, dude. Like this is why. I don't. Know. I, I, I I I think. Um, if you, I think if you were to pay me $350,000 a year and gave me my own office and nothing really to do where I could peruse Reddit all day, I'd be ecstatic. I think if you were to pay me $15,000 a year to work 12 hour ships in a factory, I would get drowned out and say, this isn't fucking worth it anymore. The reason why I, I don't think Mellow is the great fit because we, we've seen a slow decline in his play. Before OKC, the last I know there was a lot of drama with the Knicks, but even then his play, you know, it his shooting percentage has gone down. His defense is has been lackluster for three, four seasons at this point. Until he can realize that he has to be a role player and not the guy, it's not going to work out with him on any team because he's, he's, he's no got, longer he's that player. He's got a big part of his career. He has to understand I'm no longer. I'm no longer the star. 
But he can't Vince Carter because Vince doesn't care about rings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Which is why Vince Carter signed with the Kings versus a championship contender. That's but, that's the difference. But do you think? Vince, but do you think Vince Carter could have done the same thing with his career if instead he signed with teams like Houston or like what if he came to Cleveland and took a Richard Jefferson type role or what if he like I'm I, saying maybe that's what you know Mel is doing. You know he's got the experience. You, you got to tell him. You got to see him when that. I believe it. All right. I, 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 st- I still think the first time he gets the ball in a Rockets uniform, if he signs there, the first thing he's going to do is shoot the damn he still thing. Hasn't guaranteed, it's still not guaranteed. He's still, yeah. I, yeah. No, it's not signed. He's not signed. I, got, I mean, we're talking. <laughs> yes, I, at this point, until now, I was talking like he was on the fucking roster. And I think a lot of people do believe that's happened because I think it's the Rockets the only who are seriously talking that. The Rockets have finally nailed down a contract with Clint Capella. You know why I that think was big go? for them. So. Memphis Grizzlies. Fuck you. Honestly... If you wanted to have some more, like, I'm the big dog. Yeah, absolutely. That's that, 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 looking for someone to be like, hey, I'll, I'll pass you the ball, man. Yeah. <laughs> but Jaron Jackson's for Martin Gasol will be a solid uh, center for them. No, they, 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 they might be able to squeak themselves into the 10 or 11 seed in the West. <laughs> Watching Grizzly games wouldn't suck. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> well, they still would. But. Uh, All right. So, moving on to the next teams. Um, give us oh, – why don't you give us the your biggest surprise for over-under? Who do you think either un, uh, over-projected or under-projected? Over or under? Well, I have to say there's only five teams who have an over-under of at least 50. That's Toronto, Philly, Boston, Golden State, and Houston. Um, little no, su- OKC is over 50. Or OKC. Um, so, you know, you only have five. That's – I guess it sounds about right. Surprised that many East teams are up there, even with how like bad I guess say the East is compared to the West. There weren't a lot of fifty-one teams. I, last I think year. the East. Only I, th- I think the East is just top-heavy. Like the West is ultimately a better conference because they have better agree. teams. But I think the East, I think if you rank teams, at least for me personally, if you rank teams, uh, like I think there's two be- teams. Two and three are in the East. I think uh, for me it goes Golden State. Um, Boston, Toronto, and then probably Houston and Philly are a toss-up. Do you think Toronto over like a Houston or an uh, OKC or a Spurs? I, I I think if Kawhi plays like he used to before the injury, absolutely. And because if, because um, the, that's a big guess. Well, because wow. um, the only piece they lost was Demar Rosen, which don't get me wrong, love Demar Rosen, great player. But think about how much they were already a top-tier team with Demar on there, and then they add, hey, they didn't just lose Demar; they also lost. Jakob Podol. Yeah, they okay. did lose Jakob Podol. So don't ask like, yeah, they didn't lose shit here. <laughs> but like, you know, they they lose Demar, but they replace him with possibly the best two way player in this game. Um, so he's got a, he's got way better defense. He's a better rebounder. He's more physical, and he's a better three point uh, shooter. Um, you still have Kyle Lowry. He's a great point uh, playmaking point guard. Jonas Valanciunas is a very solid center. Um. And you've got a lot of depth on that team. It's quite guaranteed he's going to play as soon as he starts, as soon as the season starts. By the way, I'm just curious. That's yeah. that's still play. That's I, I think you will. That's that's the question. Um, I will I, I will I will bet you. What if this is a whole, whole Kawhi thing? I will bet you four whole dollars that Kawhi Leonard plays the first game for Toronto. That's four dollars. You can buy sixteen gumballs. Right 16. Well, let me check math here. All right. My my surprise was Dallas's only. I checked out. Is only <laughs> is Dallas is only at 34 and a half wins. That is only a 10 win increase from last year. And you added Luka Doncic and DeAndre Jordan. I would have thought maybe not playoff levels, but I thought they would be a little higher More than, than 10. That. More but than but 10, 10, 10 wins a huge swing. Yeah, this is a big especially big. especially th- this is Vegas. So this is accurate. this is gambling. <laughs> so they get they err on the side of conservative. Um, I, I, I bet, thought I they bet they the gave, over then. They gave New York 27. 27 wins. Yeah. I think that's low? I think that's a little low for them. Well, I, I think that, that's all based on Porzingis. Kristaps is not going to start. He's not going to be there until maybe halfway through the season. That might not be too far off, but They've had some really they if they thrust their rookies into a fucking flop, uh into the fire and make them they have to because no one else is on that roster exactly so it's all up to them if they could be but those they, players are they are you needed to have the, the best rookie tandem lo- looking rookie tandem in, in summer league granted it is summer league 
they're stepping up to the big boys now. We'll see if they can transition. But you know, know, Kevin Knox isn't playing minutes. the guys he just played in college. He's going mean, to be playing the big guys. What uh, New York? How many what was the record? New York had 29 wins last season. Two Remember, Porzingis, two did, did. Porzingis okay. did go down right before the All-Star break. Like yeah, it was pretty everyone else on LeBron's All-Star team. Oh, right. That's terrible. They still won. They still won. Damn right, they did. And, anywho. Um, um, one, one, one that I found surprising was Miami. Miami is being given a 41-and-a-half win. Which do you think that's high? I yeah. do think that's high. And they like they played solid last year. They had 44 wins last they, they year. They had 44 wins last year, but um, Hassan Whiteside wants out. Oh, they want him out. They want yeah, they, they're they shopping want, around. Which, honestly, I'm fine with. You have Bama Bio. He's, he's, he's going to be a good center of Kentucky. I mean, Gordon Dragic is but Dwayne, Dwayne, average. Dwayne Wade, if he comes uh, – Dwayne Wade probably isn't coming back. Right. All right. Wayne Ellington, actually a pretty good three po- three point shooter. And Dion Waiters did get hurt last season as well, so you still have you know he's not the flashiest could, shooting yeah. guard, but you know he's solid player. Justice Winslow, a little disappointing. Udonis Haslam's thirty eight. He's only twenty two though. He's thirty eight years old. Udonis Haslam. He's been in the league a while. I know like he's been in there a long time. I mean, after like, he's thirty eight, dude. Like what the fuck? whoa. <laughs> I knew he was old, but I thought he was like 34, 35. Gordon Dragon's only 32? Damn. I thought I would have switched those two. Anyway. So, I mean, it's I, I think that is a little high. I would bet the under for the Heat just because you have issues with Hassan Whiteside. They've got um, one 6'10 guy and two 7-footers, and that's it. They've got, they've they got, got a 6'9 guy. They've got two 6'9ers. Okay. Uh I'll, I'll, okay, Derek Jones Jr. looked pretty good in, in uh, summer league, um, but I, then again, so did most of the sophomores. So maybe I think that that plays a lot into it. Yeah, it's, but if he's going to be having a more defined well, play, role, plus Kelly Olynyk is a guy who can go off. If Kelly Olynyk can play, he went off in the playoffs for yeah, thirty. No, he, he, go, he goes off in big games, and if he can learn how to channel that and do it, especially there's going to be uh, if they if they do end up trading uh, Hassan Whiteside, there's going to be a vacuum in. Um, the center position, so he may. And if they there. if they end up trading the Sun Whiteside, chances are they're going to get some at least some pieces back from him. I feel someone's going to give Dwayne Wade's yeah, in there, and he's not like he hasn't been resigned yet. He's so what? Here's what's happening. He, Miami Heat's like, hey man, we want you to get like as much money as you can, but it's not going to be from us. I don't, so like, he go ahead and shop around. But, but like, he if wants you, to if you don't get anything. There, he wants to retire there, and my bet is that, that they want him to retire there as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, think yeah. Want, I think they want them him to retire there. Now, no. either that or a veteran minimum. Yeah. Would you? I'd sign him for what? Well, oh, what do you think is veteran minimum? Veteran minimum. He's probably two point two seven. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, um, less than three mil. Yeah, I'd sign Dwayne Wade. Yeah. But twenty five million for uh, how long contract for five four what, years? Yeah. Which is which is big for China, but it. That to live in China. I I mean for him, you know, he I think that's like he's huge. made enough money to where I think he can realize, you know, it's if, if he plays in China, it's just because he wants to continue to play basketball. It has nothing to do with money, it has yeah. nothing to do with pride. It's just hey, you can, I like I like playing basketball. Yeah. Steven Lover is the best no, be, be, basketball uh, player. Be him and Jimmer for that. You know you, you, well. you know what he should do? He should make a big three team. Honestly, okay, big three. <laughs> You get, you get, you get to slow to watch. Yeah, you get to stay. You get to live in America. You get to like be a minor celebrity. Here's the thing. I think you're going to see a big. You're going to see a big three team. It could be the Ron, retirement league. It Chris could be Balls. like the yeah, gray league. Absolutely. Fuck the three ball. The big three. Gray league. Yeah. Gray league. All right. It's a thing, man. Dude, people play threes at the Y all the time. Old dudes ball at at three ball. We're about to see. We're about to recreate Boston. Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. Oh, they're all just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, man. <laughs> All right. Classic so, the, the last question of it, we talked about at the beginning. 62 and a half wins for Golden State. Do you take the over or under, Mason? I got to take the over. You got to take the over? 60, that's only that's only losing what? 10, how many games do you play? 83. 82. 82, 82, so that's so about losing 20, 19 losing games. 19 games. It's hard to say they're going to get below 62, but I'm like, are they really going to win more than 60? I They're literally playing with their same team, basically, continuing this year. I I, 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 I think I think they I think they do. I think I, I take the over. I think they will win more. 
than 62 I, games. I, I take the under. Under's over. a safe bet. I think they're going to be apathetic. I think they don't care about the regular season. I think that's a, that's you know that's I, always I, a possibility. I, I always a possibility. But here's the reason why I don't think that's going to happen because people are still hating on them. So at the last minute, once somebody's like, "All right, yeah, like they're fine. They're not even that good. Like whatever." But people still think that they're the fucking shit, and they're going to continue to think that until they fucking blow. Yeah. But I don't think they're going. to – How could they be bad? But but I, here, here's here's the thing is how how are they going to prove that? They are good. They're going to go win. out there and they're, are they going to set another regular season record? They don't give a shit about that. They, they, last no, they're going to go they... out there and they're going to win a championship. And that has nothing to do with over-under. I, do, I, do I think Golden State's going to win a championship next year? Yes. Do I think they're going to win 63 games? No, because I don't think they're going to give a shit about the regular season. I mean, do I think they're going to win? Possible do I think they're going to win 50? Steve, Steve Kerr won't let that happen. 55 games? Yeah, probably. Steve, okay, would Greg Popovich... Let his team, if he had any other way, like if Greg Popovich was coaching that team. Steve Kerr's going to rest his starters. Steve Kerr's going to see he's going to the playoffs and not care. He's going to be, oh, Draymond, uh, Draymond's a little tired tonight. Why don't I just rest he and KD? There's a lot more of the rest, the, the, the whole, you know, resting players two years ago. Last year was a lot better, but the year before that, that was a big, oh, we're resting him. There was and, a lot and, of that. In fact, and, then, yeah. and Adam Silver kind of got but, mad at the coaches for doing that. And they but kinda, the Warriors are the only team that still did it. Regularly, they can also afford to. Exactly, and that's why, and that's why I don't think they're going to win sixty-three games because they're going to say, "Why would we? When we could be a fifty-five win team, get the two or three seed, and still and, win?" And it not matter. Yeah. I, I think, I think their only worry is, and I think Chris Paul isn't going to hurt. Then that home court advantage helped Houston last year. It did. The home so, court kind of makes a difference. I, I, I would see that. maybe towards the end of the season if they're only a, like by the end of the season, the last ten games of the season. Last year they were like four or five already behind Houston. They kind of said, "Okay, we're ten ahead of Portland. We'll settle for second. But I think if they're a game, game and a half behind, they might, they might um, try a little harder just to, just try to maybe make that one. See, because sometimes having a game seven in your own arena can really help, especially their arena. I, I hate to say, it, but they do have one of the better arena crowds and. In, in the NBA. Boston's also very, Boston's very hard to play at. Hard to play Lakers at. in the playoffs. Lakers in the playoffs, yeah. yeah so. Alright. M- moving on to our next segment. Uh, recent, recent. Who would win in a fight? This is inspired because recently, Tristan Thompson uh, punched Draymond Green in a nightclub because Draymond Green allegedly told him during the finals, find me in the summer uh, in, uh, when they were talking about fighting. And so he also said we ain't cut from the same cloth, which I would say, what? Like you can be all big and high and mighty, Draymond Green, but keep in mind, makes sense. You're a fucking dick, and you're on a team with what? You are the fourth best person on that team. Good argue, yeah. Good argue yeah. five now. Exactly. You're the literally. You're almost coming off the bench at this point. So I think, keep in mind, I'm a Cleveland fan. That's gonna be. A big bias of mine, but still, I think Draymond Green is just a little bit. I always like to take a win with class and with dignity. To be like, nah, man, we just beat you, but like, we ain't. You're not even like shit. You ain't whatever. We ain't cut from the same cloth. Like, what? You just won. What do you do? What do you have to prove? I to me that just rubs me the wrong way, and I I just think he's a little punk for it. But that's just me. He's a, he's a fucking athlete. Whatever. All right, moving on, we're going to start with a historical one. Keep it easy, ease us into the topic. Uh, Charles Barkley versus Bill Dumar from the Detroit Bad Boys. Who wins in a fight? Bill Lambeer? Sorry, yeah, Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer, yeah. So Bill Lambeer was a fucking hot – he would would throw his whole weight around. Yeah. He was a big boy, you know. He was playing in a league where – he was throwing it at Michael Jordan. Bill Lambeer was a little bit of a little dirty. Charles Barkley oh, was, just, dirty. was just a, Charles Barkley was just a bull. He was his ass was huge. I, he was a freaking. They would just call him the freaking. He would box people out all the time. He was like Dennis Rodman's height, but he had a huge ass of a center. He could just box. Well, he's him only out. six seven. Exactly, just like Dennis Rodman. All right, Mason, who do you take? Ah, in a fight. So how we can we define a few parameters for this fight? Like right, a so, nightclub fight, or uh, you get in the boxing. So so like so a ne- basketball fight. Ne- ne- neutral territory, no weapons, no one gets first punch. So just put 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 them in the octagon, MMA. But like everything is legal. If someone if someone's willing to kick at the groin, they can kick at the groin. So when so so <laughs> when Bill Lambert kicks at the groin. 
Oh, man. I got to give it to... I'm going to give it to Bill. You're going to give it to Bill? I'm going to give it to Bill because I think he's going to get on top of him. He's bigger than him. I think he, I'm going to give it to Bill. Who are you going to give it to? Uh, I'd probably give it to Charles Barkley just because throughout his entire career, you know, he never backed down from anybody. He didn't care what anyone else thought. He was just constantly, I'm just going to I'm just gonna beat the crap out of you. This game, I knew his quotes during when he was on the Barcelona team, the dream team. Like He made public media and U.S. basketball was like, should we put this guy on the team for what he was saying about other players and stuff? I just think he doesn't back down from controversy, and he will keep fighting until he's the victor. I think he's a talker. I think he's got think a he's lot of talk. He can talk, but if you're in a fight, your mouth doesn't help you too much. I, and he, he, I think he that, mixed it up with Jordan, though, back oh, in the day. Oh, as well. he did. He, so, he mixed up with Shaq, too. He mixed up with a lot of different people, but I never thought he was always the agitator, never the one to throw the first punch. He was the who's the guy who's going to try to I think, I, but I think, I think Barkley is a little smarter than Bill Ambeer. I think that's how Barkley played. Well, I don't know about that. I think Bill Ambeer is a very smart player in the way he threw. He also, Bill Ambeer was a less. He was not as good of a basketball player as Charles Barkley was. You'll you can grant he, he won rings. He did great. But I think Charles Barkley was better than Bill Ambeer. And for that reason, I think Bill Ambeer was a better fighter. Because he was in there for a reason. He was going to throw his weight around. He had to be a bruiser because he wasn't going to score the points. He wasn't going to be – he'll get the rebounds, but he's going to make sure he hurts you before he does. You know. Whereas Charles Barkley, he'll score the points. He's going to try to – I think he'd shy away a little bit more. That's just my opinion. We, we, we got a lot of these. I say Bill. Uh, I say Bill Lambier too. All right, we give right. it to Bill. So moving on, um, the almost fight from the championship the year before, mm. Tristan Thompson or David West. Oh, different one. I forgot about that. Yeah, remember when they kissed? It was just sweet. <laughs> they were like, I'm not back. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> so not gay. It was, it was the most public game of gay chicken I've ever seen. <laughs> Correct. Congrats to both of them, too. Not, neither one of them yet. You. Uh, yeah, no, that was very progressive and open-minded of you, and you are brave. <laughs> and strong. I say, as much as I'd like to say Tristan Thompson, because David West went to Xavier and fuck Xavier, I have to give it to David West because he went to Xavier. They're pretty good at fighting down at Xavier. I don't know if you watch the Cincinnati Xavier basketball game every year, but it's like every, once every two years a legit fight breaks out in that game. And David West looks like he could be in an octagon. Fighting, he looks like a fighter. He's built. Man. He's he built, built but I think Tristan's a little more cut. I think he, he could, he's a little bit more agile. Tristan, I think also Tristan's younger. Youth has a should have a factor in this. Absolutely, sure. David West a little old for I think. I I, 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 I get I give it to Tristan, and honestly, it, to me it just comes down to personality. Um, I think Tristan Thompson is the type of person who won't stop when he's hurt. Who gets in a fight in a nightclub? Yeah, who gets in a fight in a nightclub and like even if he, I think David West takes a couple good blows and says, "Hey, I'm outmatched," and backs out. I don't think Tristan does. I think Tristan. I think at the point Tristan's decided he's fighting. He's either fighting until someone loses, someone's arrested, or someone's in an ambulance. I feel like David West is the kind of guy who try to talk his problems out. He'd yeah. be more like, "Let's let's figure this out as adults," you know. Not to say that Tristan's immature, but Tristan's immature. I don't think he would freaking back down from I think he'd start a fight. Here's one of my favorite ones. Matt Barnes versus Lance Stevenson. Oh. Lance Stevenson, pure size alone. Good lord. I, I'm Barnes about as big small. as Matt yeah. Barnes. No, no, no. Matt, Bar- Matt Barnes the, is bigger than you think. Lance Stevenson's about as big as LeBron. Matt no, Barnes no, is about Lance as big as Clay Thompson. No, I'm talking like muscle and bulk. Like, Lance Stevenson is Matt Barnes ripped. is 6'7". Matt seven. Barnes. I'm not talking size. I'm talking pure six, physical six. ability. Lance Stevenson is 6'6". Six, six. So, so, he's got reach on him. Um, On top of that, Matt Barnes is listed at... Um, he's 38. He's uh, Lance he's is younger. Older. Lance is younger. Lance okay. is bigger. Size-wise, he's more physical. Guys, let's not act like neck tats don't matter. <laughs> if I say, listen, let me put you this way: that you, you, you go, you, you're driving, you're driving down the road, you pull into the gas station, and you see two dudes fighting. One of them has neck tats, one of them don't. Who do you bet on? I'm, I don't want to sound a little racist here. I'm still gonna ask Lance what Stevenson. Color is well, eleven years younger. Than Matt Barnes. Yeah. Also, Lance has the crazy eyes working for him too. Matt Barnes and Matt doesn't. Matt will look at you like you're dead. Lance will give you the crazy eyes. He'll blow. He'll blow in your ear, and fucking whoop your ass the next play. Also, Matt Barnes is from nice Santa Clara, California. Lance Stevenson's from the Natty. 
the nasty natty. There, were, there is some hard down there, I right hear. He probably fought David West. <laughs> yeah, probably. To be fair, we should have we we should have put them. Put a put a UCX player against <laughs> X player. There you go. I'm giving Matt Barnes. Lance Stevenson, Lance all Stevenson. the way, all the way. Okay. Um, Not even a competition. Uh, here's a fun one because um, two scrappy white point guards known for their tempers. JJ Barrier versus Matthew Dellavedova. Who do you take? Delva 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 is cheap. Delva 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 is too cheap. He, JJ Barea. He's yeah. a JJ Barea. Delhi's such a dirty player. He really and is. And JJ Barea isn't. I haven't watched him enough. Not as dirty as Delhi. I've heard NBA players but talk Dele more about Delhi's cheap. So we got to enjoy him for a while. So we was we could see it every now and then. Like, yeah, it was probably a foul. So, 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 so you guys are going Delhi? Oh yeah. All right. So now the winner, Delhi, Marcus Smart. <laughs> Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, just a punk. How tall? Marcus, Marcus Smart, Smart went and beat up a fan in college, in a game. Just hopped in the hopped in the stands at a home game and kicked him away in a way fans ass during a game. You know that does add a lot of credibility. I was gonna ask how big um, Marcus Smart was, but I think that makes that that bigger than Delhi. Marcus Smart, okay. Delhi six yeah. four, which right. isn't tall, small, but like. I'm smart. Regardless, he went out of his way and kicked some fans' ass. So, so you you ready for who would win in a fight? Coaches edition. Ooh, coaches. Steve Kerr versus Jason Kidd. Well, Jason Kidd. Kerr's got a terrible back. Uh, Jason Kidd. I, I give I give Jason Kidd because he's undefeated in fights against his wife. Allegedly. Shot. Oh, you are the wow. Oh God, such a dick. Um. Here's a fun one. Keep in mind. Crotch kicking is legal. <laughs> Draymond Green versus Steven Adams. Fuck you. Steven Adams, is, his nuts are still <laughs> up in the side of him. Who, who wins in a fight? Who wins in a fight? And crotch kicking is completely on the board. Does, does, uh, okay, as long, okay. If Steven Adams knows it's coming, I'd like to think he protects his nuts. Damn, that's tough. <laughs> I feel like he would know that, but he'd still try to, like, bear hug him. And oh, yeah. Draymond would just be like, I'm going for a rebound. <laughs> it's a basketball move. Ah, uh, shit, all right. I'll give it to Draymond. Dr- you give Adam, it to Draymond? I give it to Draymond. I, I, I give it to Adams. Adams. Kick, I give it to Adams. Adams is crotch bigger. Ba- Adams is very physical. To, I'd give it to Adams. You stipulated crotch kicking is legal. Yeah, yeah. That means Adams yeah. can do it as well. Yeah. He won't. Assuming Adams can He's get his leg nice. up that high. <laughs> you know I mean? how He's Australian, not Canadian. He's hilarious. He's New Zealander, actually. It's the same thing. He's cute. All right. Um, here's one. I know that for a fact that they are genetically identical. Um, Markeith Morris versus Marcus, Marcus Morris. Oh, we should uh, just go one that played, him, like, hey, who wins in a fight? The you one that played enough. Marcus Morris is the one that plays for the Celtics? Uh, yeah. yes. That one. No. You're kidding. I, the give, Cel- it to Mar- I give it to Markeith. The Celtics are such a, like, punk. They were, like, and the Wizards are such a punk team. Do you remember? Marcus is, he's a trash talker. Markeith just got it. to the Wizards. He was on the no, Suns Markeith, and the Pistons no, for the longest no, time. Markeith, no, Markeith? No, um, Marcus just got to the um, Celtics. Markeith has always been on the Wizards. No, well, actually, they were both drafted to the Suns, actually. Yes, but uh, Markeith was on the Wizards two years ago during that really nasty seven-game series between the uh, Wizards and the Celtics. Uh, when Isaiah Thomas was still... Do you remember that That's one where there's a bunch of fights? Markeith was on there. Marcus was still in Detroit at that point. There's still the punks in there. I give it to Markeith. Dirty players. He was on Toronto for a bit. Washington, Phoenix, Toronto, Phoenix. And they were both drafted to Phoenix, but Phoenix, two picks Toronto, Phoenix. Alright. How about this? Clumsy white center. Clumsy white foreign centers. Mozgov? Zaza Pachulia or Marcin Gortat? I was going to say Timothy Mozgov. Well, if it's the closing one. out, Zaza's got it on lock. No, no, it's a fight. I know. Zaza, he's dirty. Um... I give it to Gortat. The dude's got a mohawk. That's that gives me. A, he's, I think he's it's got like crazy flames on your car to get a ten more uh, horsepower. That's true. It's just something. The dude fought John Wall in the locker room after like, every game. It's so. like neck tats, man. All right, all right. So we have the final heavyweight contender, and keep in mind, there, there. Ah, these two fight, and the winner takes on someone else. All right. So the beginning one this is the final heavyweight contender: Ron Artest or Dennis Rodman. Was Ron Artest the guy who jumped? Was he Malice in the Malice Palace? In the yeah, Palace. that was Malice in the Palace. Oh. Dennis Rodman, no. 
Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman actually really good because they're about the same size. Dennis Rodman would probably handle it diplomatically since he's the official uh, official U.S. Uh, diplomat to North Korea. You're right. You would suggest a pickup basketball game. I, I think the the height wise, about the same size. I think six, seven, I, th- six, I think six, our six. tests have a little more bulk to them. Um, but but I think Dennis Rodman's crazier. <laughs> Dennis Rodman's he's got more nose rings. Did. Did Ron Artest, or was it Dennis Rodman who changed his name to Meta World yeah, that's, Peace? No, that's no, Ron Artest. Yeah, exactly. I think that dude's a little crazier than, than Dennis Rodman. Yeah, but he's pro-peace. Dennis Rodman is. He's <laughs> uh, the diplomat. I'm, I'm, I'm going Rodman. How about you? Okay, who was in more? I think Dennis Rodman was more. He was sneaky. Sorry about that. <laughs> Rodman was a little bit more smart when he was trying to like fuck with people. I think Ron Artest was just more of like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck with you, my fucking body. I gotta give it to Ron Artest slash Middle World Peace. Ron Artest, Dennis Rodman, you're the tiebreaker here, Nathan. I think I gotta get. I think I'd get Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. But why? All right. Well, why? I actually really like the next matchup. Then, if Dennis Rodman wins, here it is. Final fight. This is for all the marbles. Dennis Rodman, Birdman Anderson. Jeez, Rodman. Is meth involved? <laughs> sure. All right, give me Birdman. Give First me Birdman. All, Birdman's never done meth, but he has failed several drug tests for coke. <laughs> amphetamines. <laughs> amphetamines. Fine. Meth amphetamines or amphetamines. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so you're taking Birdman? I'm taking the bird. Uh, no, I, I think Rodman, I think Anderson's still, he looks, he, when you play, you look very clumsy and lost a lot. Yeah, because he, he's trying to punch you. He doesn't know how to play basketball. But I, I think he'd forget what he was doing halfway through. Alright, well, well good, good thing I'm the tiebreaker, because I take Birdman. Yeah! Because if methamphetamine were a person, that person would be Birdman <laughs> Anderson. I still love you, dude. You're still awesome. Oh my god, no, I watched, I wa- fun fact, Big Three's fun. Birdman Anderson's great, and his yeah, team's doing great. No, seriously, if he would get some like old ass players yeah. into this freaking league, the great league, dude, it's gonna oh, be it's awesome. gonna be so fun. It's be so much fun to watch. Uh, have, have we done this one? No, we haven't. Clyde right. versus Ray Allen. So, final segment comparing two players in different eras. Who is a better player? And this is fun because this is two of the best true shooting guards who've ever played the game. We have Ray Allen versus Clay Thompson. And we're not. This isn't a fight anymore. This is yeah. Sorry, sorry. This is just who's a better player. They are not <laughs> fighting. But given a fight, I take Ray Allen. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Play science toasters. For a player, I have to. I think. I think Ray Allen is a, a little better shooter than Thompson is. I don't know if percentages um, back that up. Oh, I, I, I give I give it to Clay Thompson. He's a little bigger. He's uh, a little more effective when driving the basketball, and I and that that's the reason they're both great three point shooters, and arguably that's kind of it. That was both their starting role when they got on their teams in the NBA. But I think Clay Thompson um, can play a little inside and can drive off the dribble, and I think that put, for me that puts him ahead of Ray. Allen. Um, I think they're offensively very similar players because we all remember old Ray Allen, but no one remembers Milwaukee and SuperSonics Ray Allen. He can get up, and he can drive. But I think he what, gets dunked all the time. I, I think what sets Clay above uh, Ray is his defense. I think uh, Clay Thompson yes. is one of the best defensive guards in the league right now. I think Clay Thompson is what every DN3 player should shoot to be. Um, if you're listening to our podcast and you think you have a shot at going in the NBA, you may be a high school or young college player. Honestly, look at the way the league's going. Be a DN3 player. You want to make it to the league, the, I think the easiest way is to just learn to be exactly like Clay Thompson because that's what the league needs. They need you, shooters who play You're good game. at defense, which yeah. is all around, and then you can develop one good shot yeah. that you're really good at is might, what you need. Might as well name, make it worth one more point. Name, name one NBA team who doesn't need more D and three players. The Warriors. <laughs> They've already got them all. <laughs> They've got them all but except Bradley Beal. Interestingly enough, well, Rayon was playing for has been playing a lot longer than Clay Thompson. Yeah. But, but Clay, Clay Thompson still has fairly young. The better stats. Who does? Clay Thompson. Overall, Clay Thompson has a four five point four five um, field goal percentage. Or sorry, point four five eight, whereas Ray Allen has a point four 
uh, 5'2", so, so but barely. How, but how much of that's a reflection of the team that he's on? Exactly. My point, but his three-point percentage, I think, is a little bit interesting, is 4-2-2 to Ray Allen's just four. Okay. And, you know, some of that could just be Ray Allen aging that's what they're and start both for. missing more three. I would say your, your game slows down when you need a little older, so Ray Allen does have that in those stats, where Clay Thompson has yet to have the back half of his career, where, in general, we do see stats drop for most players. But here's the thing with Clay, Clay Thompson – the back half of your game is usually when you're shooting more, and he's already shooting better than Ray Allen when Ray Allen was shooting. Uh, you also sort of have to adjust for the era, whereas that's Clay, true. Clay is in the three point era, whereas Ray Allen was exceptional. He was, he was kind of a trailblazer. Though, yeah, no, there, there there was no one who shot Miller. like Ray Allen in Ray Allen's time. Uh, maybe, maybe Reggie Miller, like there Ray are there, Bird, yeah. Reggie Miller. Ray Allen is yeah. a, is a, is a succession that makes sense. Yeah, right. But what, where, Clay Thompson is one of those people. But how many players in the league shoot over forty percent now? It used to be to be over forty percent uh, behind three was unbelievable. But how many players do it? I, pretty much every team in the NBA has, has over forty percent shooter. And most teams probably have more than one. Yeah. I mean that's true, but all I guess in in a sense all around player plays still taller. Yeah, he's taller and he plays better defense. That's uh, that's why I give it to Clay. It's just, are you, and he's got more rings, but that's not, I, I, that makes no real difference, no. but it just, it helps. Alright, so I'm giving Clay. I give it to Clay as well. Are you giving Clay? I give it to Clay. Alright, all three of us uh, say Clay. He's a great player. He's, uh, Ray Allen, they're, they're, they're both great steps, players, but it's just, fuck, he's good. Holy shit, Ray Allen playing on Toronto? What? Well, this, this has been another fun episode. Thank you all for listening. We'll talk to you next week.